What the F and What, Episode 3, MMA Politicians, Bowl Games, Panties, and Ron's Balls. Merry and Christmas. What the F and what? I'm Dave Wurbos. And I'm Angela Clock. So here we are with the third episode of our little podcast thing. And I'm proud to tell you that we're up to 15 different listeners who have listened to something from us uh, around 30 times. I have no idea who these folks are, but they're out there. And, you know, really, that that's kind of cool. So where do you get these stats from? How do we know there's 15 different listeners out there? So the main hosting site for the podcast is this place called Anchor.fm. And they basically record the different IP addresses of whoever clicks on an Apple podcast or Google podcast or radio FM podcast thing. Uh, and they can tell there's, there's you know 15 different IP addresses, which probably means there's 15 different people who have listened uh, at least 30 times, and they report that back to our dashboard, and I think that's kind of scary and cool. I mean, so at least, like, nobody has to admit they're listening to us. They can do it without us knowing. They can. They can. And it's not like if we were to find out who they were, um, we wouldn't go stalking them because, you know, I don't know about you, but I don't have the energy to stalk anybody. No, no, I don't have the energy either. I just finished my semester and I basically don't want to do anything. And I just, you know, survived FODUCK 2021. Um, Although I suppose I could say that it went easier for me than others because I spent most of it watching from my office and from home. You know, I'm a little bummed about that, although I'm, I'm glad I didn't have sore feet or ankles or anything like that. But I didn't get to enjoy any of Amanda Fisher's goodies this year, and I'm really bummed about that because I was really plugging those. You were, and I'm surprised that you didn't even get any at some point. Just run over there and grab them. But I know that you normally get sore feet because you're wearing dress shoes all day on the marble floor at the Capitol is just insane so i don't miss any of that when i was younger i could handle that but now that i'm old and decrepit if i don't have to go over there i really don't want to plus after covid it's still kind of weird because you know when you call a a legislator out to the lobby you know you still gotta all right are you wearing a mask are you staying six feet away do you know did they get boosted you know it's just kind of weird yeah it's interesting i was just telling somebody the other day about the year that i was baking christmas cookies on a constant basis and bringing them in for the democratic caucus to eat sorry you missed out on that but um there was a whole like season of christmas where like cookies were coming in every single day and i just kept baking and everyone got to try all the different cookies the molasses cookies and the chocolate chip cookies and all the stuff that i make yeah and i remember just looking through my facebook memories the last couple weeks all the different stuff that either amanda brings in or that you get from the uh the the popcorn guy downstairs he's back by the way they've got a whole new like setup downstairs in the capitol that uh, is 
pretty cashless actually too and they've got that's pretty good and and they're doing and they're doing it fair they've got both coke and pepsi products down there now oh excellent and well and then of course there's all the different things that the lobbying firms and things like that drop off at the offices and different organizations drop off it gets to be a lot <laughs> it does it does and i'm hoping trust scott will still do their thing uh in honor of kelly rossman and uh uh, have the speaker's library filled with apples and oranges and M&Ms and all that lovely stuff. Slim Jims. Yes. Must have the Slim Jims. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you said that you got through finals. You had a couple papers. Uh, now that we're at the break, you don't, classes don't start up for you. I'm assuming until like the next, the, the, that second week of January or whatever. Yeah. January 10th is the first day of classes again. So I have about four weeks off. Um, the last couple of papers were really rough. I had a 15 page paper and I came in with one line to spare, um, but I got that grade back and everything is good to go. And next semester is in a few weeks. Cool. So what are you going to do during the break? Are you going to be catching up on Hawkeye on Loki? Are you going to see Spider-Man? So I finished Loki. Um, I'm on the second episode of What If right now, and so I have to catch up on that. I did watch the new Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness trailer today. And you've seen WandaVision, right? I have seen WandaVision, cool. yes. I've seen WandaVision and Loki and um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, so we're good there. Um, so really th what I have to watch is What If, um, Shang-Chi, and uh, The Eternals. Cool. And Hawkeye. Yes. obviously but i hear hawkeye you can watch without like if you've seen black widow you can watch hawkeye yeah you know you're you're, you're safe if you've seen uh as long as you've seen black widow that really kind of sets up the the third episode uh of hawkeye of course while we're binging shows and uh we're, we, we're searching near and far for news stories that especially make you think what the f and what and they you know they reach that certain level so i think we found some good ones for you folks to enjoy today so settle back into your cozy podcasting listening furniture and enjoy what the f and what so i may have found a story that could lead to a new way for politicians to make decisions do they actually make decisions? Sometimes. Here we go. Dateline, December 14th, 2021, from Vice.com and written by Nathaniel Janowitz. The headline, Brazilian politicians are now settling disputes with MMA fighting. Two politicians in Brazil settled a dispute with their fist over the weekend in a three-round MMA-style brawl that went viral around the country. The match pitted Simeo Pisoko, a 39-year-old mayor, against former counselor Irinu Alves de Silva, who was aged 45. The two had been feuding over a water park project and taking shots at each other in the local press and on social media for months, and they decided the best way to settle their beef was a good old-fashioned fight. In September, Silva challenged the mayor to a fistfight, calling him a crook and blaming him for allegedly failing to conserve a water park on a river that passes Borba. 
Pixio eventually agreed to the fight, but only if it was organized properly inside a ring, saying he was the mayor and not a street fighter. The fight finally happened in the early hours of Sunday morning in the gymnasium of a local school and was live-streamed on the mayor's Facebook account. Surrounded by onlookers, the two politicians entered the ring around 2.30 a.m. Video of the fight shows the mayor debuting to a Brazilian pop ballad called Um Novo Vencedor, which is translated, A New Winner. Pizoco then approached Silva and ran his finger across his neck in a gesture signifying the, the decapitation of his rival. The three-round battle started with Silva aggressively going at the mayor with leg kicks until Pizoco connected with a right jab, knocking his opponent to the ground. The mayor then pounced on him, pinning him to the ground while landing a few more punches. But the momentum changed quickly after that, with Silva flipping the mayor and landing several blows of his own. The men proceeded to land several punches and kicks on each other until the first round ended. The two politicians' lack of professional training was obvious, as both men appeared tired and worn out quickly. Through the remainder of the, of the two rounds, their kicks and punches were sloppy and rigid, but seemingly effective as the fight slowed down as it continued. Although Silva seemed to have the upper hand in the final two rounds, landing numerous kicks on the mayor before the bout ended, when the judges gave their final call, the mayor was declared the winner. Local media was surprised by the results. The mayor took such a beating, his jaw dropped, wrote Fato Amazanico. The local news website then expressed shock that Silva, quote, lost on points. Still, even with the controversial decision, the two rivals appeared in good spirits afterwards. The mayor and Silva hugged and shook hands, patting each other on the back after the judges declared the mayor the winner. While the two politicians may finally have a decision on who could win in a fight, it's unclear how the battle will affect the water park that instigated the brawl in the first place. So what you're saying is they really didn't solve anything. Right. It does make me wonder. Years ago, when Verge Bonero was mayor of Lansing, or even actually when he was in the state Senate, I could see him calling somebody out and saying, no, we're going to settle this in the ring. No, dude, that was John Gleason. That, that's where I'm going. Verge versus John Gleason? That could or be a Michael heck of a fight. Sack. Or Michael Sack. Michael G. Sack. Remember the photo with him in the boxing gloves? That's right. Back when he was the Speaker Pro Tem, Michael G. Sack. Yes. It could be a new way to do fundraising, too. You know, celebrity boxing outside the, uh, the, the halls of the Capitol. Funny thing about this is, you know, you work for the Michigan Manufacturers Association now. And every time you, like, type or say MMA to me, all I'm thinking about is mixed martial arts. And I forget that, like... You don't work for the mixed martial arts. <laughs> Being a good lobbyist, though, if they want to become an associate member of the Michigan Manufacturers Association, I will be glad to represent the manufacturers who make the ring in which MMA fights take place. Okay, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> it took me a long time to get used to you working for the MMA because I just thought of mixed martial arts fighting. I will not confirm nor deny that we have thought about having mixed martial arts in the MMA headquarters, you know, and adopting that as part of our lobbying strategy. It could work. This could be a lesson for you all. It could be. What the F and what? Duck! 
So we're in the midst of bowl game season. Five bowl games will feature all of the Division I football teams who are based in Michigan, and this is the second time that this has happened in bowl game history, all in the same season. And of course, we must point out that our Michigan Wolverines are in the biggest bowl game of that group, taking on Georgia in the Orange Bowl, which is also the national semifinal game on New Year's Eve. And I would be remiss to not mention that Ferris State University also won the NCAA Division II National Championship after making their fifth ever national semifinal for Division II. So go Bulldogs. Go Bulldogs, man. Yeah, they beat the Valdosta State 58-17. A complete butt whooping. And my wife Nikki was excited that her co-worker, Connor, was the actual side judge in that game. He, like, called four pass interference penalties. It was kind of cool. That's awesome. And our friend Jesse also went down as a Fair State alumni to witness the game and came back up to Michigan, which it's too cold up here, so I wouldn't do that. Right. But she was she was gutsy enough to even rush the field. But it was freezing down there. It was like 45 degrees down there at game time, which, you know, people in Texas don't know what to do with 45 degrees. Yeah. So she was fine, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, But one of the interesting things that folks might say what the F and what about in this whole bowl game season is the swag that the players receive for playing in the bowls. The Sports Business Journal, something I'm sure is carried in libraries across the nation. Yeah, you're just never going to stop saying that, are you? Not as long as I have Tay Diggs' voice on my computer. Well, good for you, girl. Um, library. Library. <laughs> At any rate, they released their annual list of what teams will receive, and here's what the teams from Michigan can look forward to. Uh, Eastern Michigan played in the Lending Tree Bowl against Liberty University on the 18th, and they got a uh, Yobo or Yobao massage piston gun in one of eight colors, and based on the color the player chooses, the company will donate to one or two of 15 different charities. Uh, Western Michigan University, go Broncos, will be playing in the Quick Lane Bowl against Nevada on the 27th at 11 a.m. Uh, the players in that game will, will get a JBL Tune 750 BTNC Bluetooth noise-canceling wireless headphones by Harman. They'll also get a $175 Best Buy gift card. They will get a Fote Slap life-sized photo sticker. Uh, they're going to get backpacks uh, along with a tag, uh, commemorative football, and other game merchandise. Our friends from East Lansing, the Michigan State Spartans, are playing in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl against Pittsburgh on the 30th at 7 p.m. And those folks are getting a $400 MasterCard gift card from University Fan Cards. They're also getting a Fossil Watch and a commemorative football. Uh, my friends from Central Michigan, up there in Mount Pleasant, uh, hey Dan Irvin, uh, playing in the, uh, they'll, they'll be playing in the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl versus Boise State on New Year's Eve at 4:30, and those folks will be getting a Lululemon backpack, a Reveal custom suit jacket, a bucket hat, a Hypervolt Gold massager, a BB Tech wireless wa waterproof Bluetooth light-up speaker. And of course, our boys from Michigan, Go Blue, are playing in the Capital One Orange Bowl uh, against Georgia on the 31st at 7.30. And they're getting a Turneau watch and a commemorative football. 
feel like there's a lot of massagers and commemorative footballs going around here. I just, um, I'm still trying to figure out what is the Yobo, Yobao massage piston gun. And how many memes will there be of somebody from Eastern Michigan using one of those? And what colors does it come in? And I'm, I'm also curious, uh, aside from all that swag and all the other, all the bowl games, I learned, I was like this, this, this many years old when I learned that Jimmy Kimmel was the sponsor of the LA bowl that was played on the 18th. It was the, it, it was called the Jimmy Kimmel LA bowl between Oregon state and Utah state on the 18th. So I guess anybody could have a bowl game. I'm thinking I'm going to start a GoFundMe account because I think having a clock bananas bowl would be really cool to have um, or a Wortham's bowl. But when, when I, when I asked my wife, if we could start, you know, saving money for, uh, you know, the Wortham's bowl, she suggested that um, it would probably end up being like a toilet bowl or something like that with my name on it. And that's just not cool. <laughs> She's not wrong. <laughs> I also love the, um, I, I'm curious about the the full-size photo sticker because I wonder if these players want themselves on their wall. That would be kind of weird if like you had a third or fourth date with somebody and you went back to their place and there's a full-size sticker of them on the wall looking at you as you walked into the house. Yeah. There'd be a lot of weird dating stories. So some of this swag is pretty cool. I mean, you know, thinking about like a turno watch is going to be really expensive. I mean, that's not cheap at all. Um, some of the wireless stuff, the speakers and things like that from um, Harman and some of the other companies are pretty cool. But it's really interesting based on the different bowl games, the different types of items that they get. I do like how the Peach Bowl and really the Quick Lane Bowl are, you know, they recognize that people at the end of the day really love cash, too. I mean, getting the $175 Best Buy card or the $400 MasterCard gift card, you know, that, that, that'll cover some, some, some meals. Sure. Yeah. I think that's a great, I think that's a great option. I'm still going to start that GoFundMe, though, because the Clock Banana Bowl has to happen. Just so that people go... What the F and what is a clock banana? The clock bananas, AKA Angela. I think you will have some supporters there. What <laughs> right. uh, the F and what? So our funky music intro seems fitting for this next story that we're going to talk about some panties. Uh, what? So this story is from our favorite state of Florida. Florida. It starts with a Florida man. So a Florida man said United Airlines kicked him off a flight Wednesday morning after he tried to test a federal mask mandate by wearing a pair of women's underwear on his face. Adam Jenny argued that the underwear complies with the Transportation Security Administration's mask mandate. He argues it covered his nose and mouth. He tells Fox 4 that he thinks the rule is silly, but it's federal law at least until March, so he decided to follow the rule in a silly way. Unfortunately for him, staff on United Airlines Flight 1750 from Fort Lauderdale to Washington, D.C. didn't find it very funny. 
In a cell phone video recorded by another passenger, a flight attendant said, you're going to have to come off the airplane. We're not going to let you travel. Why, Jenny responded in the video. You're not in mask compliance, said the attendant. In the video, you can see Jenny's bright red underwear hanging on his face as he gets walked off the plane. He said he was trying to show why the rule doesn't make any sense to him. There's nothing more absurd than having to wear a mask until I get to cruising altitude so I, that I can order Tito's by the double and snack on pretzels and illustrating that absurdity by wearing women's underwear on my face sounds perfect. Shortly after he left, other passengers started to speak up. Did he just get kicked off for wearing a mask? Said one man in the video. That man then chose to leave the flight as well. I'm out of here. Forget it. I'm out of here, said the man. Jenny said several passengers ended up getting off the plane to support him. Your rights end where mine begin. You don't get to tell me how to conduct, I conduct myself, he said. He's received an email saying he is now banned from United Flights until his case has been reviewed by the Passenger Incident Review Committee. He said he was also asked to leave a Delta Airlines flight for wearing underwear. Hey, we like Delta on the show, so huzzah for them. Yeah, and I will continue to fly Delta because they keep telling these people they're stupid. I saw an update on the story, uh, I think it was yesterday, that Delta has officially told him he can no longer fly. And Southwest has also told him that he's not welcome on those friendly skies. Um, so I guess so that just leaves him. Around. Yeah, I guess he just, I guess it leaves him with American. Um, and they beat people up. I saw a I saw a quick photo of him and it kind of looked like he was wearing a thong. That's what it looked like to me. Um, and again, Florida, lots of thongs down there. It's just amazing to me how they think that this is going to help. I mean, his lower face in the photo is still not completely covered. It kind of covers his mouth and it covers his nose, but the thong doesn't cover all of that. Yeah, I guess it'd be one thing if it was granny panties. If it was a pair of granny panties, that, that'll cover your face, arguably. Yeah, it's interesting, too, if people left, other people left the flight because they felt like he was getting a bad rap for wearing a, quote, mask, unquote, yeah, I do got to give him props, though. He's drinking Tito's. Uh, he's planning to do a double of Tito's. Um, so, you know, yay to, way, way, to, way to keep the alcohol industry moving. So, but what the F and what? So we have another story for you out of Florida. Shocking. Right. So this one comes from last month um, on the Florida Politics blog, and the headline is, Got Balls? Ron DeSantis has new edgy merch. The Florida governor, Ron DeSantis, has a new slogan that's emblazed on new merchandise, golf balls, that debuted at the legislature making a decisive drive towards passing legislation that Governor DeSantis called for to fortify Florida against those pesky vaccine mandates at the federal level. The balls are labeled with Florida's governor has a pair. Hold the line. The balls cost $19.95 and you get a pair 
when you purchase them. Even if the line isn't specified on new merchandise, there's plenty of double entendre. Standing firm and setting an example for the rest of the nation in defending freedom as it comes under assault has become par for the course with Ron DeSantis, reads an email making the rounds with the advertisement to his store. So if you're looking for a last minute holiday gift, you can get your loved one, Ron DeSantis's balls. So as a guy who plays golf on occasion, anytime that I have needed to buy golf balls, I've never bought them as a pair. They've always come in threes. So I think this just shows how cheap DeSantis is by only giving you two of his balls. Or maybe that's all he has. I also wonder, did he get permission from Toto to use the phrase hold the line? Because that was like a big hit of theirs. It really was. The other thing that I like is as you take a look at the DeSantis store, uh, they say that these balls are also, quote, limited edition fortified in Florida. The other funny part about the merchandise is this isn't his first foray, foray into edgy merchandise. Apparently in July, they also sold a beer koozie that said how can I drink a beer with a mask on with a picture of Ron DeSantis on it? Yeah. All right. Going back, let's mix this with the, the MMA story real quick. And by that, we're talking mixed martial arts, not manufacturers. Okay. Verge's angry balls versus DeSantis's hold the line balls. Well, I was going to say, if we're talking about who would win that, my money would be on Verge's Angry Balls. Right. Ron DeSantis doesn't stand a chance. Right. Because Verge's Angry Balls are red. There's three of them. And they're made out of metal. And they're very large. Yeah. Whereas balls are not very large. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll take Verge over Ron DeSantis any day. And thanks for ruining the game of golf for me, Ron. What the F and what? So that's the show for today. And it occurs to me that we're recording this three days before Christmas. So Merry and Christmas, Clock. Merry and Christmas, Dave. And have a happy and New Year. <laughs> you too, my friend. We really do appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Remember, we're kicking these things out every couple of weeks or so. So make sure you follow us on Spotify, on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or other places you catch your podcasts from. Dave keeps finding more and more places to push our voices out because he's really becoming a podcast geek. Uh, you can also follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash DQWorthams, on Twitter at DQWorthams, on my blog at DaveWorthams.com, and starting on Thursday, December 30th, catch me hosting My Trivia Live at Buddies in Portage on Thursday nights. I think you should have your trivia peeps start listening to your podcast. I might start plugging that Thursday nights. 
at Buddy's in Portage, where the first question flies at 7, we will have more Thursday night team trivia. But will there be a dreaded round five? There will always be a dreaded round five. Oh, and I almost forgot. I'm actually going to be on the radio plugging team trivia and maybe the podcast. Uh, I've been invited to help with Tuesday morning's WKZO uh, morning drive time from 6 to 10 uh, with my good friend Jim McKinney. Uh, I have no idea what we're going to talk about, but he's asked me for a lot of cool bumper music, and I think I may have sent him Hold the Line by Toto, now that I think about it. I definitely did send him, like, Bowie and, um, and uh, of course, some Bare Naked Ladies and um, uh, John Mayer, because, you know, got to have bigger than my body. Wow, it's been a while since you've been on with Jim, hasn't it? It has been. We were supposed to do it uh, last year, but then COVID got in the way. That's fair. And you can follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash clock. Or Instagram at FallingStar924 or at GeekGirlReadsItAll. So from the home office in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and the remote office from Okemos, Michigan, remember, have a very merry and blessed Christmas and a super happy New Year. And go blue. Go Broncos. We'll see you later. Today's intro and outro music performed by Domestic Problems. The song, Hold the Line, is credited to Toto. Why do you always do that thing? Do what? That thing you do when you're fighting. It's a fighting pose. You're a total poser. You're not a poser.